Stevie. Stevie. Hello? Hey, Stevie, it's Clyde. Clyde, what up? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, you got time, right? You got time? To, you want to knock out this interview tonight? I'm sorry about the other yeah. night, man. I've been working out a lot of doubles and shit, so I want to apologize to you. I'm fucking, clearly you can hear I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Whenever you're ready, my nigga. You want me to call you back in five, ten minutes, or you want to knock it out now? Yeah, it's up to you. I ain't, I ain't doing shit. I'm about to pick my son up from the school. Oh, word? Fuck that shit. Hey, let's knock that shit out now. <laughs> hey, I'm serious. You, you want me to call you back after you get your son? Either way, I'm I'm off all night. My son get on my nerves. I gotta pick a nigga up in like 20 minutes. Oh, all right, all right. She so, want to just you want to knock one out. I mean, you want to knock. I'm sorry. We can knock this shit out now. Shit, I mean, yeah, I mean, it don't got to be a long one. You know what I'm saying? Like, like whatever you can, whatever you can do. Would be fucking awesome. Yeah, let's knock this shit out. Fuck this shit. Here, I'll start recording right now. Yeah, let's knock this shit out. Hey, yo, first off, thank you very much for fucking doing this. I'm I'm not playing, man. I appreciate your time. All right, Stevie. It's all good. All right, how's he? How you been, man? I've been chilling, yo. Just chilling. You been skating? Being a dad, no, I ain't been skating. No. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I haven't skated in like four months, man. Oh, what? You still hurt? Yeah. I, I know. I know you was hurt for a while, right? <clears throat> Yeah, I was hurt, but I got better, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to skate. I'm about to enjoy walking for a little bit. Hey, I'm saying. And it's cold and shit, too, so I'm like, man. Oh, I'm shit. Gonna just, I'm just be a dad. All right. I go to the gym all the time. I see that. I see you out here looking like Thanos and shit. Like, I see, I see you. I see you on the gym. That's, like, that's, that's me skating. I skate every morning, but I just skate to the gym. Hey, hey, you ain't gotta explain yourself, dog. Hey, I do the same shit, man. I, I I skate well when I got time, but other than that, I just you know I enjoy my life, man. You know I think it's it's good time yeah. for people. People need to do yeah, that I enjoy shit. Enjoy being a dad and shit. You ain't gonna make your son skate and shit like <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers make their son skate and I shit. Try, I try to pick, I, I try to make my youngest son skate. Only my oldest son skate. I must have scared that nigga into basketball because he hates skateboarding. Oh word! But my youngest, but my, but my youngest son, he skates, and he loves it. Okay, don't you got? You have a daughter as well, correct? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I got a daughter too. Damn, yeah, whole three kids in, bro. Shit. <laughs> That's why I like skating to be like shit, nigga. I got shit to do. <laughs> I don't even know three kids. I wanted to get you on, you know, um, it it didn't matter um, if it was Black History Month or nothing. That's why I was saying, man, yeah. I, pr- I appreciate your time I mean, and shit. How many, how, many, how many interviews have you knocked out for Black History Month? Man, I got I got three up right now. I was about to put up Cookie Head, but, um, but I seen he's, got, he's, he's going on some other podcasts. So I was like, man, I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? Not like that, but I, I was like, man, I just, you know, when, it's, when the time's right, I'm going to do him. So I got two more days, and I got one with Dune. Gonna put Dunes out tomorrow. Put a full episode out, like with Cantons, because I did Canton, I did Chuck Treese, and um, oh, yeah. someone else. I, I 
yeah, I, I got some good ones for Black History Month, man, but I couldn't get everybody in. This shit is a lot harder than people think, man. I ain't gonna fucking lie. Everybody got a motherfucking podcast, too. I mean, the thing is, man, is I do it all myself. Like, I do all the editing and all the time. I don't do, no one else helps me with this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this shit is a lot harder than, you know, if I just had to interview people, it should be nothing. It'd be a breeze. But I'm even finding the time, you know what I'm saying? I think it's hard to find the time and then getting everybody else on time. And, you know what I mean? It's 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 difficult, man. Like, like so that's why I appreciate everybody that does come on. But this shit ain't easy, dog. I ain't, I ain't got no studio and shit. You know what I mean? I do this shit myself. I'm, yeah, I do it at my house, man. I got, you know, luckily, uh, Peanut, you know Peanut Brown, right? Yeah, Peanut, yeah, Peanut bought me my first microphone and shit. So, you know, I got my microphone. I got my little four-track recorder. It's real dope. It's made for podcasts and shit. And, you know, it's, it's it's not hard to do what I do anywhere. I do mainly phone calls. You know, I like being on... You, don't, you said you're not doing the video stuff, though, right? You're just doing the yeah, man. radio style? Yeah, it's just, it, like the, the, idea of the, the idea of the podcast is for it to sound like... A, audio, a, like audio, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just supposed to be like old AM radio. So that's what I was going for yeah. at first. So, yeah, I just wanted straight audio because that's what a podcast is to me. The rest of that shit is like a TV show. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time to make a TV show, man. Like, shit. Niggas be, make, niggas be making money off that shit. You in Florida, right? Yeah, I'm in Florida right now. I just got to Orlando. Yeah, I was coming out there a lot. Yeah, you were coming to Miami. You know how I was staying with when I first got out. I was staying with Scott. Yeah, Scott was coming down, but I, I, I'm i good on Miami right now. Yeah, what's up? What you don't go back down there anymore? No. Yeah, but I just got, I just got, I just got a warehouse out here in LA, so I don't want to spread myself too thin and and live out of my means. You got a so skate warehouse or or for or, a content hub? Oh, you told so me about that a couple private, of years ago. Private skate park, gym, retail store, event space. Oh shit. Shit, you hired? How long's DGK been in business? Twenty, twenty-three or twenty-four years? Twenty-one, almost twenty-one years coming up. Dog, that's a long fucking time to be in it's business. A long time. That's a sh- older than my kids. <laughs> Man, I was telling somebody this shit. I was like, yo, and this ain't no slight to none of them dudes. I was like, yo, you you around before zero, right? Yeah. Okay. My point. Wait, my D, was DGK around before zero? Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, well, you've been around about the same time as Zero. That's what that's what my point is. And, and Kat's like, yeah. you look at shit like that as like legacy brands. And DGK's legacy brand, dog. Like, you've been around a lot Absolutely. longer. Dog, you've been around yeah, a been lot around. longer. Yeah, man, as much shit as I've seen come and go in my time, that shit is like, that shit is just as strong as like a fucking Power Peralta. Because when we were coming up. It was, when, yeah, it was, it's like the Black Power. Dog, it, it is because Powell wasn't 20 years old when I started. Skip Powell, was, that shit wasn't even a decade old. I started in 86. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so shit. so to see something, it wasn't, man. So it's like Powell started probably early 80s. And so even if it oh, did, really? it, it, exact, yes, it was, it's not 10 years. It wasn't 10 years old in 1986. No, it was not. That oh. shit did not start in 1970. That would have been Dogtown days around 76. Stacey mm. Peralta mm. was still skating then. Did you came in around for for two decades. I and exact and dog, that shit's been around. Like think about this. I started skating in eighty six, so the shit wasn't even around ten years. Think of a kid that started skating. You've been around as long as they've been as people have been skating. And so that shit says a lot. It's W C R P
like DGK been up been up been around before a lot of these new pros was even born. D- yes, yeah, d- that shit has. Look, that shit is a legacy brand, dog. That shit is not just a skateboard company. It's a legacy brand because pe- the shit don't yeah. stick around like that. You know what I'm saying? Like cats, like look at girl and all that shit. Like they've been around thirty years. It's like dog. This dude's been doing a company for twenty fucking years. That's a long time, yeah. dude. We didn't even put it out there like that. It's just, just more like just keeping it going and just not even, not even looking back. Really. Yeah, you know, but that's something to be, you know, from from an outside perspective. I think that's extremely remarkable, man, because you don't see things like that in anything, whether it be rap or fucking skating. You don't go through a round of pros. Most of the guys stick around the whole tenure, right? Like most of them guys, like that, that been pro, like they went pro there, and like I haven't really. I know Lenny had some other. I think he did an Eight Street board. I want to say, um, you know, maybe those guys have some other things, but to be a part of a brand like that that's been around, that says a lot. You know what well, I mean? That's, that's 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 because DGK is cultural. That's why. Yes, it very it very much is, and it was and it was um. See, I think a lot of people thought when you were first coming out that you were just gonna be like. Just straight, every, all kids from from because people are stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like people yeah, probably thought said, like it was gonna be an all black, black pro, like all a pro black team and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like black Panther and shit. <laughs> I remember hearing that rumor too. And they just said, "Oh, Steve about to start a, a all only black team." I'm like, "Damn, really?" Hey. Hey, that shit, that shit is like, and, and it's not that it's impossible, but it's fucking hard. You know what I'm saying? It's very hard. And it, and it would put you in a box. So you were smart enough to go culturally young. Culturally, you went, you went everywhere with it because there's a fucking, there's kids like that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be Brazil, like y'all locked Brazil down quick before anybody did. You know what I mean? Like y'all had that whole, I, yeah, I think that kind of shit is like, that's what I'm saying. Like from an outside perspective, I see that shit. And so only an idiot would be like, I don't know about this. It's like, dog, what the fuck do you not know? Like, how do you not know about this? This is, that's probably some of the blackest shit you could do. <laughs> shit. It's running. It's running. The blackest shit I could do is not listen to these fucking dumbass niggas that was trying to think for me. Exactly. That's caring what people thought I was going to do. Help me out with not doing that at all. Yep. Well, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people just, you know, a lot of people did that shit with Stedham. See, I don't, I'm not sure if you know of Stedham's whole, whole background like that too. But when Stedham Ooh. first, when Steve Stedham. Oh, Steve Stedham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he first left Powell, you know what I'm saying? Cats was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like everybody, like in street skating, it just popped up too. So like a lot of play, a lot of black folks were like, oh shit, here we go. And they were disappointed. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dog, like, number one, he ain't going to do it how y'all think he is. And number two, like, that shit don't work like that. You know what I mean? Like, like if he listened to y'all, he would really be in the dirt. But his problem was is he didn't know anything about street skating. But, man, that dude had Daywan. He had Kent. He had a bunch of heavy dudes. He had Donger. He had a bunch of dudes on the team before anybody knew of him. Like, he knew who them oh, kids. Really? Yeah. yeah. He had Daywan. Dog, he had Daywan, he had Hunger, he had Canton Russell, he had a bunch. I forgot who else. Um, I have to ask him who else. But he was talking about during the interview, and he was like, "Man, he's like, I didn't know anything about street skating, you know." And then also, he didn't really know the business, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but, but like a lot, a lot of folks thought he was about to start like a fucking, like fucking Fat Albert in the gang and shit. And it was like, no. Nah. <laughs> That's how they. That's what. That's what they be thinking. They be, that's what they be thinking about us for real, for real, low key. 
they think that we gonna like rise up against them or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fucking Matt, Matt Turner skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was gonna be gonna just rise up with like all black, pro black. Like, bro, I don't nigga. You know how many yep. black niggas is mad at me because I didn't put them on a team? Exactly. You like, know what I mean? A lot, a lot of my, a lot of my good close friends put them. Been, been mad at me for years because I didn't put them on DGK. And they thought that just because we was homies or we was homies and they was black that I was I was supposed to put them on. And <laughs> yeah. Shit just, shit just don't work that way. Yeah? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I lost a lot of friends and shit over that. Yeah. But they thought, you know, you know what's sad too is like cats think it would be easier. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like, oh, it's easy. You know, like like it's going to be easier. Yeah, to Steve, is- got, yeah Steve got me. Hell yeah, I'm about to get sponsored. It's exactly. Like, nah, bro, I can't do that. Exactly. Like that. <laughs> Why not? It's like, man, DVK is about, about talent. Nigga, it ain't about skin color. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of other factors that come into that shit too, you know. And I think you know a lot of black, you know, a lot of, not black folks, but people do that shit. But I think black folks do that shit to each other a lot more, especially with skating and all. I think you know pointed this out real well as Canton Russell because there aren't that many of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we were first, well, you know, back in our day, there weren't people think there was a lot of black pros and shit. It was like dog, there was like twelve of us max. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't, yeah. I don't really yeah, know. True. That is true. You know, there wasn't really that many black pros. There, yeah. there weren't. You know, there was a lot of dudes coming up and shit like that but it was just like you know you yourself me kareem um fucking carl i'm trying to think of canton like you know what i'm saying like i'm just trying to think off my head and that's six i can think of off my head and then but obviously, well, you, got, yeah, you got you got you got harold harold hunter ray barbie kenyan you know what i'm saying yeah, so, harold hunter harold so, hunter javante um canton you, Lamar, marcus me, it wasn't really. It wasn't really a lot. There was, yeah, there months. really wasn't. You know, what I mean, twenty five, like, thirty, maybe twenty five, thirty pros. Yep, you know, Gershon, yeah. Gershon. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Gershon. You have, to, you, yeah. have to, you have to think about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like anybody yeah. else, you ain't really got. But you got to think about it. And I think a lot of people thought that, y'all yeah, man, there's a lot of black pros back in the nineties. It was like, nah, it was just a lot of black folks skating. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, was, a of, it was a lot of a lot of black hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they was like, "Hey, we'll take like one or two of you Negroes at a time." It was like. hard to turn pro because because when I was when I was trying to turn pro or coming up in pro, like you and Ring had the fucking y'all had the best best sponsors. Like you being on 101 and Ring like skating for World and having Menace. You know what I'm saying? Like it yep. was just it was it was that time where that nigga Reem was like well like after Javante, Kareem became like damn near the number the premier black skater. Yep. Premier black pro. Like yep. He was the bar. You know what I'm saying? Like Reem was the bar for like hood street skaters and shit. Absolutely. Absolutely he was. You know. Yeah, definitely gotta give him that for sure. It's WCRP. I think what's really cool is how it went in cycles. It was like, all right, um, pow, I'm sorry. It's Steve Stedham skated for Powell. Then he tried to have a company. Didn't work. Then we had, you know, because Steve Stedham was a big skateboarder back then. He was just as, dog, he was just as big as Tony Hawk. Like, I'm not talking skateboarding. Dog, he I don't was, even remember that shit. Like, I don't even remember, like, I never even heard of that nigga. Man, until I'm. Until, like, later on. 
Man, I'm telling you, that Steve Stedham board was the number one selling board at Power Peralta. Anybody can tell you. Like, dog, everybody knew that board. With the school. Tony Hawk was that man. He was that dude. Don't get me wrong. But Steve Stedham was that dude. Yeah, yes. You know, me and him, you know, me, me, me and him became super cool because he had a store in Las Vegas. I, I, I used to live in Las Vegas for like a couple years. Okay. And right up the street from my house, right up the street from my house was this mall. This little Ricky Dink ass skate shop, real quick. And come to find out, it was the nigga Steve Statham store. Wow. He popped out like, yo. I was like, wait, wait, who's Steve Statham? <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. I've been cool with him. Like, just on that vibe, I used to go over there, kick it with him, visit him, talk to him, chop it up, see his store, see his boards that he was made. And I was never, I was always curious on, why the fuck is this nigga making all of these Steve Statham boards? Like, <laughs> Ain't nobody buying. Ain't nobody buying this shit, right? Yeah, niggas was actually buying it, yo. Absol- absolutely, absolutely. And, and it wasn't until right now that you told me that he was that nigga. I never knew he was that nigga. Dog, he was. I, the only thing I know about him is that he he was the nigga that got pushed off the ramp or something, right? No, 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 no. See that? See that's a different dude. That's Peanut Brown. Peanut Brown is a dude. That oh, pushed, Peanut Brown. He pushed Jason Jesse off the ramp because like he he, he almost punched him off the ramp because Jason Jesse called him a nigger and a fucking a nigger, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and yeah. so and at first the white dude was about to beat his ass. This dude, this dude passed away. His name is Blaze Bloom. He was a white dude with oh, dreadlocks. Okay. Yeah, he was about to beat his ass, and Peanut was like, "Oh hell no!" Nah. And Peanut went and knocked him up real quick, and almost choked him off the ramp. He almost killed the dude, man. They had to hold him back. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, you know that's like what shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm saying, hey, hey. But yeah, but I, I, thought, I thought that was Steve Stedham, but that's dope, Peanut Brown. Okay, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's so, some, that's some dope history. Black so check history. it out. What happened with Stedham? Check this out. What happened with Stedham? Right, Stedham was that dude. Like I'm telling you, he was that dude, man. So he was he was skating in a he he just told me this. He was he was skating in Amcon a contest with a shit back then. So it came to the point everybody else was going pro, and he was just like, dog, like I'm beating all these dudes in contests. What the fuck? And everybody's going pro. So he went to pal and was like, yo, like. I want to skate in this pro contest, and they were like, "Nah." And I think I think what had happened is they didn't want him to go pro, and and he entered the contest himself and ended up getting like second in that bitch dog. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then Stacy Peralta, dog. Stacy Peralta was like, "You know what, man? I was wrong." And then fucking turning pro, and he had the number one selling board on Powell, and she thought he was that dude. He was that. That's dude. how it, that's how, you know you know that's how it go, yo. We gotta we gotta we gotta take the hard the hard route. <laughs> yeah, hey, exactly, dog. Like he had the hard road. Hey, always hey, the hard road. Always dude, the hard road. You know what's funny too is like is like because I I didn't really know that story until I got older and then I actually interviewed Steve and then um because you know Lance Mountain was supposed to be he was just supposed to be a team manager and then everybody liked him and they turned him pro but fucking Stedham Stedham had to work for that shit. <laughs> uh, always said Lance Mountain just was like uh, he just. Guilty by association, like oh, oh you want to be pro? Oh, yeah, fucking Lance is pro too. <laughs> nah, people, people, <laughs> hey, people like Lance and shit though. You know, hey, people like yeah, no, Lance is the truth. Yeah, yeah. Lance, and Lance is a good skater too. But Lance wasn't, you know, that wasn't his thing. He wasn't like I want to be pro and shit. Steve Stone was like, hey, dog, I want to be pro. They were like, nah, man. He was like, man, fuck it. He entered the contest and did good. You know what I'm saying? And so, and then that's, after that's that, the thing because it's like black motherfuckers back then. It's like, man, I don't know if I can turn you pro. It's like a black motherfucker turning pro for hockey. It's like Exactly. We know you we know you good and and you might have some cells, but the backlash of a nigga pro is fucking it's just it's just it's just 
that's that's the that's the curve. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas ain't trying to motherfuckers that own the companies ain't trying to like have a have a black nigga pro. Oh no 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 no! And and the reason they're not is because a lot of times it's like like. And I know the reason they ain't because they can't, they can't, they can't put you, you know what I mean? They can't put you in your place. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, they they you like, like, especially yeah. if you ain't really, and this ain't no disrespect. If you ain't one of them, cause you got to think about this. If you ain't one of them California dudes, you got to think about this. A lot of them cats and a lot of people, are, man, this is what's funny about skateboarding. And, and a lot of people don't think about this is a lot of people, man, were, uh, a lot of people did not know black people like that until skateboarding. So they were they had to understand us and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit was like a, they, don't know, they, don't know, they, don't know, they don't know how to talk to us. It, exactly. Only thing they do only thing they knew how to do and not and I can't say all of them because there's some there's some super cool dudes out there. Yes, yes. But the 100%. ones the, the ones that's uncomfortable talking to black people are the ones that say the dumbest shit out of their mouth. Absolutely. And it's like, they're like, what do you mean? I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. It's like, I feel you, bro. You don't know how to communicate. You know how to like talk down or you know how to try to give us orders or you try to like, yep. it's kind of like an inferior thing. It's like, you feel like if you say the wrong thing, I'm going to get mad and I'm going to like Nat Turner you. It's like, bro, I don't give a fuck about that. Just don't say no dumb shit or no racist shit. Yep. And we good. That's all you gotta do. Just don't say no dumb shit, no lightweight underlining racist shit, and nigga, we good. And the thing is, is like a lot of people, man, and I'm not saying everybody, but I've been saying this forever because I'm from the south, and it's different down here. And I knew yeah, it was oh, different. Man, down here, down here. man, it was different when we went up north and everything else. But the thing was, is like a lot of a lot of people down south, we all went to school together. It was like if you was poor and shit, like. I had white friends before I started skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? A lot of white people that skateboard did not have black friends. They had black people they went to school with and shit like that, but they didn't have black friends. You know what I'm saying? So if you see, see, see that, me too. On the opposite side, I didn't have no white friends until I picked up a skateboard. See, see exa- but but I, you, didn't, I didn't know how I didn't know how to talk to white people either. Though that's exactly. the thing. It's like a it's a cultural barrier that skateboarding allows you to overcome. If you don't have that negative shit in, in you, the skateboarding will eliminate that issue because we have a lot of things in common. But if you can't get past your emotional racial issues, then skateboarding is not going to be able to help you with that. And that's how you wind up getting fucked up. Exactly. See, this is the thing, though, man. It's like a lot of them cats like to be cool with that shit. Because I'm going to tell you, like, when I was growing up, man, this is the, I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of people didn't know, like, when I was growing up, man, like, it was at the tail end of the vert ramps and shit like that. So I can skate vert and pools and all that. But this is the thing, dog. It was all backyard ramps. And so in the 80s, skateboarding, like, there were still, still trails of racism from, because the 60s and the 80s, 60s and the 80s weren't that far apart. So I say that to say this. A lot of ramps and shit. I couldn't skate a lot of ramps. You know what I'm saying? Like Hell I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. On, I wasn't. Dog. I wasn't. I wasn't allowed there. You know what I mean? Hell like no, I, you wasn't. Like like you know what I mean? And so and so and so skateboarding was still. Inf- it was still like it was still in this like infant stage with that shit as far as racing shit. So imagine being a dude like Steve Stedham. You know what I'm saying? Like like you out there, you skating good. You think how many contests that dude probably should have won? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 
that's the thing. He didn't win because he was black. Man, and, and like and like and just think about this shit. Like I talked to him, I talked to him back in September. I interviewed him. I sent you the interview. It's real good. It took him until like probably just not long ago to 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 be like, yo, man, you know, I skateboarding this contest. He was like, and that was the first time I ever felt like, yo, this is some racist shit because he didn't win. And he was like, and I was like, damn, I wonder how that feels to talk about now. You know what I mean? Because I talk about that kind of shit now, and it's not that I'm I ain't you know, I ain't like fuck white people, but talking about it now, looking back on it, it's like, damn, that was fucked up. You know what I mean? Like it was like it was okay to be somewhat racist. It's WCRP. But on the flip side, if I brought a white dude to my neighborhood, he gonna live, he gonna hear a whole bunch of racial black shit. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's because, the because same they thing. Don't, they so don't know no better. Need, they don't know no. That's all they know. So it's, yep. it's like. If I had a if I had a, a ramp in my backyard and I lived in the hood and it wasn't nothing but niggas in my hood and niggas in the backyard and I brought a white boy over to skate, niggas would be like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? Like why the fuck you bring, I know you didn't bring this white motherfucker into my and and that's it. But but you know, you've been in my house back in the day. Remember? Yep, yep, yep. How, how my neighborhood was and shit. My shit was all black. Hood, yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And but my, I was the one in my neighborhood, me and Rasul was the ones that we brought white people to our neighborhood first to come around our neighborhood and skate. And yep. at first it was weird for them to come around and it was even weird for niggas in our neighborhood to even know that we brought white people around. But after they kept coming around, niggas was good. Yep. You know, black people, we black people, we don't stay racist. We just we might say some racist shit because <laughs> of, of, the, of the circumstances, but at the end of the day, we just really be wanting to just chill and not go through the bullshit. I'm glad a lot of those barriers were broken because I don't think I would have been able to like handle as much as a lot of the other dudes before me would have handled. You know what I mean? Man, I'm telling you right now, Stevie, that shit was it was wild growing up. Like 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 and and I I, I started skateboarding in 1986. And between 86 and until, like, street skating hit, man, I can tell you, man, that shit was, like, you had to be mentally strong to skateboard. Fuck, the tricks and shit were all changing the skateboards and shit. So between, like, 86 and 89, man, was the hardest part of skateboarding was dealing with shit. You know, the tricks and shit were changing. But the dealing with shit, man. You got to notice this ain't our culture. It, see, you know that, was, that was the thing. It, you know what I'm saying? It's not our culture, so they're not, they not going to accept any new people coming into the culture, let alone, you know, somebody that's not the same like race or whatever. And that's that's America for you. You you can't even really get mad. That's just yep. the melting pot that we all grew up in and to to, to overcome those circumstances and def- defy that adversity. That that shit breeds champions, you know what I'm saying? Oh, because yes you can't get nowhere in this world, let alone in America being racist anymore like that shit is a dub like you can't do that like no matter if you black or white or asian or or hispanic jewish it don't really matter like it's, it's universal now and anybody that's publicly on some like racial shit is like you taking you taking everything backwards bro ain't nobody trying to go back to the 20s 30s 40s 50s and 60s bro we in the 2000s so hey. technology 
production, community, you know, things like that is what everybody is pretty much all about moving forward. Yeah, having compassion and skateboarding is 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 still one of the catalysts uh, for for that like emotional tie. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. And the thing and the thing is, is like with skateboarding is uh i've always said this myself man with skateboarding skateboarding allowed me like you said man it allowed me to meet a lot of different cultures of people and things like that and it was cool you know because i like as a, as a skateboarder as a black skateboarder at that time we were stepping completely out of black culture you know what i'm saying like the, like the cultures weren't so like as Ray barbie would said right the cultures weren't so muddy back then you know what i'm saying there was like black culture and there was like American pop culture where surfing and all that shit fit in, you know, MTV yeah. and all that shit. And black folks weren't even on MTV like that. Yeah, we, didn't, then. We, yeah, we didn't. We didn't fit into that. We didn't fit into that narrative. No, no, because you until, had to, until Tony Hawk. Until Tony Hawk's like branded it cool. Tony Hawk is the face of skateboarding, no matter what. Oh, abs- absolutely, absolutely. It's like Wayne Wayne Gretzky is like the face of hockey. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's there's, there's 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 not there's I'm not I'm not in any racial way saying that there will ever be a black face to skateboarding. But culturally in American culture wise, skateboarding like has to have a, 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 a corporate face. And Tony Hawk is the corporate face for skateboarding. And he allowed all of us to monetize with, with, with the position that he's in. You know what I mean? So, yep. Yep. And you know, that's the dude. Tony's the dude. You know what I mean? Yep. Business-wise, skate-wise, corporate-wise. Yep. For the face of skateboarding. And I, I think that's really, really dope. And I, and I pride myself on that. You know what I mean? I always put Tony Hawk on the pedestal to the people that don't know shit about skateboarding because if you don't if you don't say Tony Hawk, you then probably don't, you probably don't, we don't skateboard. We, we don't have a, yeah, we don't have a culture. Exactly. If the people outside of skateboarding don't say Tony Hawk, then we don't have a we don't have a culture. If you gonna ever be bigger and better than Tony Hawk? Then you better put a skate hey. put that skateboard back. Hey. <laughs> hey. Get that shit back. Hey. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how hot you is or how black you is or whatever you is. You're never gonna be bigger. This is what I was gonna add to what you were just saying. Is is um, how Tony Hawk's a corporate face of skateboarding. I think for black kids and for black kids and the culture that's going on with skateboarding right now, you 100% are the face. It's out, man. I, I don't know if I ever told you a story. I was coming back from, what the fuck? I think I was coming back from Florida to do some jackass movie shit. And I was getting out the plane at LAX and I saw, uh, I saw, who was it? Denzel. I saw Den- was it Denzel? Yeah, I saw Denzel. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, it was Wesley Snipes, I apologize. I was getting off the plane, I saw Wesley Snipes. Oh, Wesley, that's my dude. Yeah, hey, dog, check it out, dude, this is fucking crazy. So I'm carrying my skateboard, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yo, man, can I get a photo? He's like, yeah, man. He's like, he's like, you ride that skateboard? I was like, yes, sir. I was like, yeah, man, I've been I've been professional for a couple years. He's like, oh, word? He's like, you know my man Stevie Williams? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I swear to God, dog. Like, at that fucking Nino point, Brown. I swear to God, dog, I'm not making this story. It was the craziest shit in the world. And I was like, yo, this dude really fucking made it. I was like, because he didn't ask me, did I know who Tony Hawk was? He asked me, did I know who Stevie was? And I was like, yo, this dude really fucking made it. Like, he's the face of skateboarding to black people, which is fucking dope, dog. I'm yeah, skateboarding. Man, I've been yeah, skateboarding for 36 I, I, years. At that point, I've probably been skateboarding for 20-something years. That was one of the coolest fucking things I ever heard because nobody was ever like, you know, Kareem or, you know, Stevie, and there's no diss to them. But they were like, yo, you know Stevie? And I was like, this motherfucker really made it. It's WCRP.
That's that's a huge compliment, man. For somebody like that that's outside the culture to even know enough to care enough to to know someone and say something to someone that skateboards. I was like, damn, like, and that was relatable to him. He was like, oh, you know Stevie? And I was like, holy shit, like, who the fuck? Like, <laughs> damn, uh, Snipes, I had met that motherfucker randomly on the street. What? In Hollywood went there. And he, um, and he, uh, he was just standing outside of this place, and I was about to go to this after hours. And I was like, oh, shit, Wesley Snipes. And and he just started chopping it up with me. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm a pro skater, Stevie Williams, you know what I'm saying? Like, I own this company called DGK. I was like, what you doing right now? He was like, man, I'm just chilling. I was like, yo, I'm about to go to this after party. You want to go with me? He was like, fuck it, let's go. What? Snipes and my, all my homies was chopping it up. And he was chilling with us, kicking it with us. It was dope, yo. It was, it was the dopest thing. I had kicked it with him a bunch of times after that. But it was dope, though. Like, he was just really just all about all about it. And plus, he was in the martial arts and stuff, too. And he got knowledge himself, too. So we was, we was really building on, like, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, spirituality, and stuff like that, which is really dope, too. So That's we, really we, dope. He had, a, like, a dope little bond and shit. You know what I mean? That's really dope, man. Like I know, um, I, I I remember a little bit of um because I remember he got in trouble for some shit. He got in trouble for taxes, and he went to, he went to Africa. You know what happened in Africa? But shit, I need to go up in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he came back a whole just different dude. You know, not different, bad, but he came back like yeah, as you're he saying, came like, back, he came back, in, came back enlightened. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. It was like, damn. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, I don't know what they expected, which way they thought he was going to go, but they expect shit. That nigga, they expect that nigga to be Nino Brown. Exactly. That's, that's, what they, <laughs> that's what they be expecting from us low-key. Like, you know, like, I think one of the success... Well, actually, I'm going to... Go, going back to Steve Statham and Kareem, and, and at the time, because when I first started DGK, I sat down with Kareem before I started it, and Reem was like, nah, bro, don't do it. If you don't got the right distribution, if you don't got the right disc. And I ain't even going to front. Everything that nigga was saying was going in one ear and out the other. Because I was <laughs> yeah. like, bro, doing this, bro. <laughs> like, Reem was, <laughs> was always that nigga in my ear. Okay. To help me with certain decision making. Because I can always go to him and be like, yo, such and such this, such and such that. Or like, <clears throat> when that racial shit happened. With uh, Corey Duffel, uh-huh. like Reem sat me down and told me how I should play it out and things like that. Like I give a lot of props to Kareem. He really like helped helped me um, understand the situation I was in as like that hot of a of an up and coming pro. Because you know you know me. That shit could have went left. Fresh, I was fresh off the streets. You know what I mean? Like, that shit could have went left. Yeah, that could have went left real quick. Like I was a lot like, of things oh, went left on how I on how I was how I was. Like before, I got sponsored. But when I was talking to Ring about the company, like I said, it was going in one ear out the other. But you know, through the grace of God, um, he he allowed me to have like a beautiful partner, which is my man Troy Morgan. And Troy had um, Tree Fort, and then he also owned Expedition, and and. And no, he, he owned Tree Fort. Then he started Expedition. And okay. then with Expedition, 
there was a distribution that he was starting because me and my homie Eli, we owned Gold Wheels at the time. And mind you, I didn't know shit about business. I'm just like, nigga, I'm hot. I'm finna make product. <laughs> yeah. I'm finna put my I'm finna put my name on my own shit and I'm a my, and I'm a put my niggas on that I really fuck with that I wanna skate with and like I just knew it was gonna be dope, right? Okay. But I didn't know the business. And like I said, my partner Troy, he he created we created KO distribution, which was Expedition, Gold Wheels, Organica, and DGK. And 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 just for the simple fact that our team, our internal team, has that much love and integrity for skateboarding that it allowed me to go out there and continue being a top-level pro and then trust my operating team and partner to actually handle the business. Yes. Until I eventually learned business. I didn't know business at all. Not one bit until DGK became a little successful. Then I started paying attention. And then I started learning. And then I started making mistakes. And then I started learning from those mistakes. And I started applying different things that I've brought into my life of understanding and integrity, which which ultimately like made made DGK an obligation for my success. You know what I mean? It wasn't about me being a pro skater no more. It was about me understanding this company that I have, this global brand that I have, and how people are taken to it and how this thing can actually like last forever. Like so now it's not a hustle no more. Now it's not just some like fly by homie company. Yep. Now this is like a brand that's doing millions and I'm like, oh shit, like I, I got something. You know what I mean? Cause cause I could be totally honest, like there's been times in the first maybe couple years of DGK where I was unsatisfied. I wasn't fulfilled because because of my pro career, right? And and this is a this is crazy, because I don't know if niggas ever even been through this, but my pro career was so at a top level of me dealing with brands that already had everything that I couldn't I didn't have the patience in the beginning of DGK to actually watch it develop that I needed, that I wanted, that I thought I, it should already have. And I remember my partner, I remember looking at a catalog. I remember coming from DC Shoes and doing my DC Shoe stuff and then going over to DGK and looking at the DGK catalog. It was like, yo, this shit is fucking whack. Like, this shit don't look like nothing I just came from. Like it just look it looked ashy, right? Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then and then my man my man Nick, my best friend, he was like, Yo, you need to have a little bit more fucking faith in your company, dog. Like, this ain't DC shoes. Like we Damn. Going, and then Troy was like, Yo, we're gonna grow into everything that you need, just give it time. But me at that time with my attitude, my impulsiveness, the lack of integrity, just a lot of like athletical ego shit that I had going on. Yes, I, I really didn't see this shit, but due to my family, my my responsibilities, my obligations, my kids, like a lot of things started to really show up in my life at, at, and develop as 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 time went on. So as I started to see these new things, these things that I wanted, these things that I knew that 
you finally can have. It made it made me more comfortable. It made me more fulfilled. It made me it made me feel proud about the decision that I that I made to have my own company. And then and then the shit kind of took off again. You know, it, it, it's been a pretty dope ride of learning and applying and really just seeing things develop into what it is today. It's WCRP. I think that's what maybe Stevie and Kareem, I'm sorry, Stevie, Steve Stedham and Kareem ran into was uh, that lack of patience. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, so and, and, I don't know. What, I don't know. What, I don't know what Steve Stedham came from with Powell because I don't really dog, know he, how, how <laughs> Powell was. Man, that around that time, but I do know how dope world industry was, and and, and the infrastructure that, um, whatever everything yes. that Kareem built under under world industries. But what I do know is that we come from pro skating. We don't. We, none of us have no MBAs. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and it took me to deal with partners that have. MBAs to show me what 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 I need to know and learn, and then also scold me big time on on things that I was doing incorrectly. Understanding that okay, well, skateboarders we don't come from any type of educational background because that's not anything close to the pillars of our success, but. We are businessmen in 1099s, so eventually we're going to have to wake up and, 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 and realize that taxes need to be paid and, and you don't get a fucking, man, you don't really get a second chance. You really don't, man. You, 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 get, you get what you get as a pro. And if you're smart and you're lucky enough, you might get a 10-year run. Exactly. You know exactly. You may get a 10-year run. You talk may that get a 10-year run. Talk that shit. If you don't have integrity for the for the sport, for the culture, you don't have an identity, you don't have a, um, a team, an infrastructure, operation, you don't have a um, a plan, an ideology, you don't, you don't have certain things that that builds your ladder, you know, your ladder yep. to success. Yep. And and we don't get we don't get taught that. Like our team managers don't teach that. Our our um our team managers don't teach that. The company on company owners don't teach that. Our friends, we all homies, so you know, at the end of the day, like I don't know if, if you're gonna drop out with me, but I'm finna just go skate. So it's it's more like we don't come from learning anything in the regular world other than skating, traveling, communicating, and then, you know, being humble and modest for what we do as far as our skill set or whatever. But once you get older, you you become an adult and you have these financial responsibilities, like shit get hard. You know what I mean? And if you don't have a pro career, then you won't have to go get a job. And if you have to get a job and you don't have a certain degree or you still, you know, you don't have a fucking GED or a diploma. It's, 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 it's it can get kind of ugly. You know what I'm saying? Shit. So, like, I, I always looked at myself like, 
damn, like I can't stop doing what I'm doing because I have nothing if I stop. And that that gave me a lot of anxiety a lot of times because I got kids. I got people that depend on me, responsibilities and things like that. And it's like, damn, I got to learn something to make sure I have something. Yep. Because if this is all over, I don't have shit to fall back on, not even a fucking degree. When you come out of that whole thing and you got to write it, you got to write a resume and you got to be, you got to have, you got to be Dutch, man. Most, I'm not lying, dude. Most people don't know how to write a resume and, and, <laughs> And that's just being real. You know what I mean? And and you would think like, well, man, I'm writing a resume. I used to be pro skater. Da da da. They ain't trying to hear that shit. When you go get- that shit don't matter. That shit and- don't matter at all. <laughs> that shit don't matter. That shit does not matter at all. That's so- basically that's you basically that's you basically saying like, yeah, I used to I used to be a pro yo yo in my yeah. shit like yo yo. <laughs> Get your yo-yo ass in the goddamn kitchen and start watching watching these motherfucking suds with your yo-yo playing ass, bro.